Let's spell a song so you can sing along with one special guest star two. Or two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today is still the co-host of Glee Aggressive, Karina, damn it, <laughs> Karina Stokes, Car- yes. Car- Hello. Anna Karenina, it's Anna Karenina, yes. everyone. That's like pretty close. Yes, and- I'm still here and I'm still excited. And you're st- you didn't run away from talking about season 5. I could never run away from season 5. It's like a it it sticks to you in a way you wish it wouldn't. It's that it's that dog shit on the bottom of your shoe that you can't get rid of for It an really hour. is. Oh god. So, we talked a lot last episode. You know, yes. we, we we not enough, but a lot. We um, scratched the surface. You know, we really also didn't talk about Rachel, which do we really want to? I mean, she's she got she's in Funny Girl. Rachel, this is the season of like uh, Leah Michelle gets it all right. Like the lines between Leah Michelle and Rachel Berry have never been more blurred than they are in season five. I feel blurred like lines. yes, that's what Will was singing about inappropriately <laughs> in the twerking episode. Oh God, I love and hate that you brought that back. <laughs> Yes. So like Leah Michelle is in Funny Girl. Uh, that's a funny sentence to say now um, because Leah Michelle is not in Funny Girl. Um, but yeah, Beanie Feldstein oh, well. is who's mm-hmm. who. Um, oh, well, he's not in this episode. I I, I was Beanie trying Fel- to make a connection between her and Skylar Aston. I was like, no, no, they're not related. But Beanie Feldstein is rumored was when Ryan Murphy made a now deleted Instagram post about how he'd like to make a Glee reboot. It was starring her and Ben Platt in his like fantasy world. Yeah. Aren't they starring in the Merrily movie? Are they? I wouldn't be surprised. They're like best friends. They're besties. So that makes sense. And Ben Platt was in that other show. So (laughs) dear Evan Hansen. Yes. But oh, Ryan God. Murphy did have Beanie in an American Crime Story. Anyway, uh, yes. let's go about Glee. Um, yes. So right off the bat, we start with Be- the Beatles episodes. Which yeah. The first episode is called Love, Love, Love. And the second one is Tina in the Sky with Diamonds, which is the prom episode. Yes. So I'm looking here at the Wikipedia list and I totally forgot that you know, Tina sang Revolution. So I, of course I had to track it down on the YouTubes and mm-hmm. it turns out it's yet another fucking it's joke, another joke against Tina. And yeah. I'm very mad about it because it sounded great. She sounded like, yeah. And I know, I know it's the whole joke of Tina doesn't get to finish the song. It's a bad joke. It's a bad joke. Also, and, Tina was kind of a monster. Yeah. Like, they really fucked her in like four and five they fuck her over so much i mean they they also were a little weird giving her the gungam style song but we won't we don't have to get into that (laughs) because that was season four (laughs) but yeah i have questions the thing that bugs me the most fine you want to have the long-running joke that tia never gets to finish a song fine but so in the quarterback episode santana doesn't finish singing if i die young because she breaks down in the middle of it right If I Die Young was still fully released as a single. They still had Naya Rivera yes. re- re- record the whole thing and release Thank it as a single. They did not give Tina the same courtesy of being allowed to uh, record a whole version of Revolution in an episode named after her. Tina doesn't even get a full song in an episode where she is the titular character. You know, since we're out here still talking about Tina, um, I hated how they wrote her in the quarterback. I hate yes. it because yes. you you know Jenna Ushkowitz looked at the looked at the script and was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like I've been with Corey since day one, and these one. are the lines. This is the scene that you yeah. want me to do. You want me yeah. to give this monologue about wearing black again? What the actual fuck? It really feels like, and there's always been like vague speculation that like I don't know Jenna Ushkowitz did something to piss off the like to piss off ryan murphy 
what is and this tea? I've never heard there's of There's no real substantiated evidence. It's just like she would go to them with like ideas and they didn't happen. The only storyline that I know was something that happened in her life that actually happened was from last season, the Tina falling for blame storyline. Uh, where she, that but was like, they made it worse. They made it weird. And it probably wasn't that weird when Jen Uskowitz was like, oh, what if we do a thing that I've accidentally had crushes on a lot of gay men? Wouldn't that be a, a fun, like lighthearted storyline? Not the weird thing that they ended up doing. Or us so they just for her. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all she gets. Or she gets this one where she's a total bitch uh, at prom. And then they, then they sing her a nice song. They, and- they, they, they do carry. And then they sing her yeah. song to, and then Kitty gives her her dress or something. Yeah, Kitty is nice this season. What the fuck? Sure. Like, okay. Um, just like Tina doesn't get a song where she is heavily featured until, like, not counting full group numbers. Like, yeah, she's in Roar, but everyone's in Roar. Right. Not until episode nine. So. Almost halfway through the season before Tina gets any real spotlight in in this show that she has been a principal cast member on for five seasons. Oh, when she sings uh, Whenever I Call You a Friend. Yeah, and really that's being sung to her. But the Frenemies episode is about her and Artie competing for Valedictorian. So, and then the next one is her, Lane and Sam, like trying to remember, like, learn how they remain friends past high school. So. (laughs) And then they write her off the show and then it gets to halfway, it gets to one one episode and then she's, and then she's gone. She doesn't get to move to New York with everyone else. Oh, that's so bitchy. How dare they? I know. It sucks. I, this is a quote that I've not, like, I've never figured out where it was sourced from so it might be from jenna ushkowitz's book which i haven't read because it's half self-help book and i'm not quite willing to read a self-help book just for glee gossip i don't know if this is a real quote that's what i have to like warn disclaimer got it disclaimer this might not be a real quote but it was from maybe from her book where she says i chose glee but glee didn't choose me like i i put a lot i was willing to be there for them um but they just kept not not giving her anything and i think she's basically checked out around gongam style and then she was just showing up for a paycheck because because you would too because like gongam style like they they are throwing everything against the wall by the time you get to what does the fox say everyone's done oh my god puppet master (laughs) (laughs) where blaine makes puppets of everyone Sure. There's so there's stupid. three hallucinations in that episode. So. Oh, so wait, is this the episode where they sit next to the a uh, gas leak? A gas leak. Oh, I so Blaine thinks everyone's puppets. One. Jake has a dance sequence, I think, to um, sure. yeah, nasty, and oh right, nasty rhythm nation. Yeah, and, and then, then um. Doesn't Will the, see kids see them as children? No, that's, that's actually way back in like season two. Um, Sue imagines her and Will in an old timey dance routine to dancing cheek to cheek. Oh my god! It's like black and white. They're doing the whole thing. It's can we? Can I? I mean, wild. I know the fox. What does the fox say? By Ilvis. Ilvis. Yeah. Ilvis. I know that that that's a wild and crazy song. You everyone has like a love to hate it or hate to Mm -hmm. love it kind of a thing with it it's fine it's fun it's i mean they perform it great but like when they do it on glee everyone is performing it like both in lima ohio and in yes they're doing it in their brooklyn apartment in the brooklyn apartment while playing with puppets that has has uh a uh, Darren Chris ever Darren Chris contact? mailed to them yes yeah 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 that has he ever come in contact with uh Demi Lovato and what's his name that I can't Star Child Star Child yes I Played don't know by... Phoebe Kurt's been like sending reference photos to him like hello I need to make puppets <laughs> of your bandmates we didn't even talk about Adam Lambert and Demi Lovato being on I know what, how do you like 
how do you get Demi Lovato on this show and then and be to be Santana's lover? Yeah, that honestly not enough Demi Lovato, not or Adam Lambert. Like I know Adam Lambert's not in this enough. Ah, he's so he's such a breath of fresh air though. Like every every number that he's in is pretty good. So I'm not gonna. So wait, Demi Lovato was a Disney Channel kid. Yeah. And Adam Lambert was American Idol. Yes. She was never on American Idol. Correct? No, oh, sorry. No, sorry. no, no, I'm sorry. Oh my God, they, I'm so sorry. They, I forgot. They. Yeah, they were not on American Idol. They were Oh God, I feel so bad now. I'm so sorry, Demi Lovato. And in the off chance that you listen to this podcast. That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. Please come on the pod and talk about anything. Uh, Demi Lovato was Sunny with a Chance, which was their Disney Channel show that was like literally a vehicle for them. And then they were Camp Rock 1 and 2 with the Joe Bros. Right. And then Adam Lambert, he, him, they, he, he, him, I think, um, he won. No, that was the, uh, oh, fuck. I should have done more. I get Adam Lambert confused with someone else all the time, but I don't know who it is. Maybe (laughs) it's Adam Levine. Um, oh, maybe it is Adam. I mean, the Adams. He's very, Adam Levine and Adam Lambert are not the same. They're not the same, but like you have Adam L. So I get it. Adam Um, Lambert. He was the runner up on American Idol. On the eighth season of American Idol. Okay. Okay. So um, it's. This is a wild and then totally unrelated fact. So the winner of that same season that uh, American Idol was Chris Allen. Chris Allen wrote one of the debut single off of Matthew Morrison's album entitled Matthew Morrison that Matthew Morrison sang in the season two finale of Glee. That's he, what? Chris Allen, winner of season eight of American Idol, the season that Adam Lambert lost, wrote Matthew Morrison's debut single on his, on his album. That song is so boring. I'm not going to lie. I know. I have, I always skip it. We literally just, re- like, I just rewatched the season two finale and it's full of so many songs that are original songs or not songs anyone cares about that it sucks. I like, like Light Up the World or whatever it's called. It's a fine song. It just sounds like a pink song and not a one. Uh, oh, of course. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. But like, I like it's like when you don't, when you disassociate it from yes. the show when you just no, listen to it, it out of the context it's a good song it's a great song um but adam lambert this season yeah. he i think i don't remember his I, I i don't really follow adam lambert i'm not gonna lie uh but like i know he eventually sang with queen or was part yeah. of queen he's but he I, tours with queen i believe and it's as like queen and adam lambert yeah, as but the I, front runner. I feel like this show gave him an uh, more of an avenue into rock because prior to this he was more into like poppy rock, but like I don't believe that. He sings Mary the Night, he sings yeah. I believe it a thing called Love. He sings uh, Barracuda. Barracuda and he's part of Gloria, which oh yeah. my god, Gloria. Gloria is is top tier. You know what else is top tier? Naya Rivera. Yes. (laughs) And the fact that she, that, oh, so we, we mentioned that Tina got no love because she pissed somebody off somewhere. Apparently. But they actually wrote in the feud between Naya and Leah this season. And I, I fucking love, love her it. rendition love of Don't Raid on My Parade. It yes. is so like, ooh, I'm going to be that bitch. It's, it's, uh. Yeah, I like I mentioned last episode that I read Maya Rivera's book and she goes into like, she doesn't go deep in because I think she probably didn't want to get into trouble, but she talks about being on set with Leah Michelle during this season and just the, how fucking difficult she made it and what like how they fell out and were fighting all the time okay since since we're spilling all the tea right now yeah what exactly was the feud over i think the feud 
at least I've only literally read been able to been given one perspective because Naya spoke about it. And I know, as far as I know, Leah Michelle never has that Leah Michelle was just like a diva, like that she was like, I'm the star and I will be treated as such. And I'm not like this show is about me. And like, so she was like, come to set late, you know, expect people to work around her, like just be generally uh... difficult, which like, let's be real. Sounds very plausible. <laughs> right. Because of everyone else's stories about her. Yeah. So, but we're not here to really shit on her. something more specific? Maybe. No. Um, but I, I have to say, though, in what, what, what's the episode? Um, in the episode New Directions, when they actually have a duet for the yeah. first and only time, um, it's actually a great song. Oh, yeah. They sound I mean, great together. They don't really, they just sit on stools. They park and bark. But, yeah, but the the performance is bleh. But like the song itself is pretty good. awesome. Yeah. Because they sing Gloria, but it's really like a trio. Mm-hmm, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then it's, oh, it's so good. So that's a good segue into episodes 100 and New Directions. Yes. Where, I don't know if, I I don't know if I'm making this shit up or if it's true, but I do believe episode 100 Glee put out on like their socials a call to order because they were like, vote for your favorite song that will be on episode 100. Is oh. this true or am I drunk? I don't know. So by the time that season five was around, I was no longer actively watching. I was God not. Damn it. I was. Look, <laughs> so this was like uh, the thing about talking about Glee is you have to date yourself. Um, I was season five of Glee was my senior year of college. So oh, I was. Fair. I was busy. Um, I mean, I was and I had out of doubt. at this point. So yeah, so I didn't have cable anymore because I was living in an apartment. I wasn't living in dorms with cable, so um, there was no longer an easy way to watch it. I think I fell out after season three, like most people did. Um, I, I would believe true to it. You're a true fan. I would believe that they pulled a stunt like that, but I did not witness it in real time. God, future me, please look up to make to make sure this hap- this happened because I like like I said earlier too, like I was just like, did they see Wrecking Ball on the show? I was also like, did they do a call to order? Because the song they I know for episode one hundred they repeated songs. Yes, almost for all of Happy. them. I think yes. Yeah, because they Which was they like, of the time they have raise your glass, which the New Directions didn't sing. Yep. <laughs> they still did the sexy toxic version that I don't like. No, but they did it with the unholy trinity instead of Will Schuster, which is an improvement. But like if you're gonna do toxic, just do toxic. The song is yeah. sexy no matter like already. Um then they have Defying Gravity, where it's Mercedes, Kurt, and Rachel figuring out who the real diva is. The final diva off <sighs> volume four. Uh, they they redo Valerie as they should. It's a Santana Britney duet. Yes, and then they have Keep Holding On, where Noah professes his love to uh, Quinn. Yes, who's dating an asshole? And yeah, then... do you know who that asshole's played by? No. First of all, the character's name is Biff, which is hilarious, <laughs> and it's played by Gossip Girl's Chase Crawford. Oh. Which I didn't realize at the time until I was looking at it. I'm like, Nate from Gossip Girl was on Glee? Yeah, wow. playing Quinn's asshole boyfriend named Biff. And then, you know, for whatever reason, April and Holly Holiday come back. Great. Yeah. And Holly <laughs> Holiday's like, why are we doing this? We should be singing new shit. And, but, like, they still do an acoustic version of Loser Like Me, which is yep. awful. Uh yeah. And then they, of course, sing their um, anthem song, Don't Stop Believing, for the fifth time. But not the last? But not the last. There's still one not more. Not the last. There's one more. Um, I honestly really like that Don't Stop Believing. So I'm a Don't Stop Believing cynic, um, probably because I've devoted part of my life to semi-professionally talking about Glee, which means you get real tired of, of course, talking yes. about Don't Stop Believing. But the thing that gets me about this Don't Stop Believing is that they choreograph it in a specific way where all the 
former Glee Clubbers enter in the order that they joined Glee Club. So like oh, it starts yeah. with Rachel and then it's Rachel and like and then it's Rachel Kurt, Mercedes, Tina, and Artie. It's just like the original crew, minus Corey, obviously. And then like Quinn, Santana, and Brittany come in, and then like Mike and Puck come in. And then it's Lane and Sam. And then it's like Kitty, and then it's all the new kids who's, you know, th- those other ones. They and they all enter <laughs> they enter the same like order and they all like greet Will and they all sing it together. And it does pack a little more of an emotional punch than some other don't stop believings. I did like their keep holding me on because mm-hmm. they also do a callback to the choreography they did yes. in, in one with it. Um, which was it, it was it, it it's beautiful like and i'm now looking at it and i forgot ever saying that song <laughs> and you know what you know what the wildest thing about keep holding on for me is not only is it an avril lavigne song it's an avril lavigne song written for the movie aragon what yeah it's for the from the dragon movie <laughs> oh okay yeah sure uh, <laughs> but um we have a few theme like other themed episodes this season where we get a billy joel episode with that yeah like, there's blacked three, out. there's three and a half themed episodes in this season i would well, say well are you counting the beatles episodes as two separate episodes or just yes. one big episode i count them as two separate because they are but yeah it's really there's a beatles tribute double episode yeah and then there's the, the billy joel one which i feel like comes out of nowhere uh-huh and then leaves just as suddenly but the weirdest one to me is there's also a little half tribute episode, which isn't a full tribute episode because it's not really themed. But episode 15, the gay bashing episode, <gasps> which, you know, is called Bash, is mostly Stephen Sondheim. Oh, oh yeah. It looking is, at it, it's Into the Woods, Follies, was, yeah. Sweeney Todd. Wow. It's like most, it doesn't have a lot of songs in it, probably because it's not a very good episode. That's the one no one remembers. Like, no one knows what happens in that episode. No, I kind of, after reading it and like seeing Bash, I was like, oh, right. Kurt did get gay bashed. Yeah, he doesn't actually really get gay bashed. He stops, he intercepts someone else getting getting gay bashed bashed. and gets hurt in the process. Um, But yeah, for some reason, that episode is out of let's see one two, four six songs one two three four of them are Stephen Sondheim songs one of them is an original by Amber Riley by Amber Riley and then and one then, of them is Aretha Franklin yeah yeah it's sung by Amber Riley again <laughs> it's Sondheim featuring Amber Riley basically <laughs> which is which the Billy Joel episode, I can't tell you what happened in that episode. I don't, this is a, this is one that I was just like, oh, they did a Billy Joel. That's right. So I, I listened remember. to the Billy Joel episode just on Spotify to try to like, I was going through. And so I didn't have any concept about what was happening. And I'm trying to like, guess. I'm like, okay, I know Sam and Blaine go to New York. Right. To, like to scout out colleges. Okay. But who's singing honestly to who or honesty to who? Don't know. I don't even know who sang an innocent man. Turns out it was writer. <laughs> he he a bad man. Yeah. <laughs> um, they do piano man technically for the second time because Neil Patrick Harris and Matthew Morrison sing oh, piano man in right. season one. But they do it they do like, it live. So yeah, like in a bar and they don't release it. So yeah. instead we get Blaine doing piano man, which of course he does but yes and it's fine i like i like i know i don't have any strong feelings about billy joel moving out's a pretty good song yeah and i'm looking i'm looking at the other ones i don't want to i don't want to harp again on the quarterback but like mercedes and santana's songs are the best from that one um i did i did like uh, I didn't sharp this because I don't I don't like it that much. But like, mm-hmm. I did like help. Yeah, that was cute. And then uh, all you need is love at the end. I do cry. Oh my god! I just watched it like literally 
we right before we started recording, I was like, I should watch that again. And I watched it and I was like, oh no, I can't be crying now. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I was like, surely it won't make me cry again. I've seen it so many times. Nope, every single time. Oh my uh, god, they sing hold on. I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know what? I looked it up recently because I was like, when did they do this? And I've forgotten it since then. It's and in trio. 24 hours. Yeah. The ep- the episode. So, like, I do remember uh, uh, Don't You Forget About Me. Yes. Um, which that was a that was a cute moment. But I, I, pff, a lot. I'm looking at the list of the songs and I'm like, besides uh, the quarterback and uh, City of Angels and some from the hundred hundred and first episodes. Yeah. I have no idea what they're singing. Like I, remember, no. I, I also do remember the last song of the season, which is Pompeii by Bastille. For what? Why is it that song? I don't know why they. I think it was because it was hot at the moment. But like yeah. that was also, um, that wasn't that supposed to be like when the show was a success. No, opening night happened three episodes before that. No, Pompeii is a celebration of Rachel choosing to move to L.A. to pursue the pilot being named after her. Um, But like, don't they sing it at a gay club? No, no, they sing Pump and Blood at a at a gay club Uh, opening night. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. They go to opening night and then Blaine is like, did you know I'm aware of a gay club where everyone loves Rachel Berry and they go there? Oh, my God. So. Apparently, the main the main cast members Rachel, Kurt, Mercedes, Blaine, Sam, Artie, and Brittany sing Pompeii with yeah. Oh, they do a flash mob. Yeah, they're just running down the streets of New York singing Pompeii, and it's like everyone's scattering to the winds. Sam's moving back to Ohio because he met his goal of being a model on the side of a bus. Brittany and Mercedes are going on tour together, like they're doing a mall tour. Yeah, Santana's Hurts. not in this episode, which is fucked. Confusingly, Santana's out of town for the final episode. Right. Like, like why? Don't know. Well, because after she gives up being the understudy for Rachel, because yeah. Rachel is butthurt about it, um, she's just like, and eh. oh no, wait, doesn't she go on tour also with Mercedes? She does a song with Mercedes. They do um do wop that, that thing. like yeah. So she comes back after going on an extended vacation with Brittany after getting back together in the 100 episodes. Mm -hmm. And then she comes back and just sort of like does stuff. She works in the restaurant. She sings with Mercedes. She's Rachel's publicist for the uh, dogs and old people episode. Like, oh, right. She just is around. But then she's just gone for the last episode. They sing Love Fool as well. What the fuck? Okay, so the Love Fool scene is actually hilarious because it's Rachel having a nightmare before opening night. And so it's in the auditorium. She's dressed like season one Rachel with like the reindeer sweater. Uh And they get for a 30 second shot, not even, they get Dave Karosti and Jacob Ben Israel back to be sitting in the audience heckling her because she's having a nightmare. And like Blaine's in his warbler outfit, Santana's dressed as a Cheerio. It's just, it's a well done joke song. Like she sounds plenty good, but it is a, it's a, it's a good time. I, I really blacked the season out and I'm okay with that. I'm really okay with that. Like uh, I do, I also do remember the episode called Tested. I was about to say, have we, can we talk about, the shot of Artie dressed up in, as a giant STD. Because <laughs> Glee needs to tackle topical issues and STIs are a topical yeah. issue forever and always. And of that course does... it's, why is it Artie? Artie apparently never learned that he needed to use condoms. So he but just does But also, Artie's an asshole that episode. Yeah, Artie has spun the wheel of, because Artie has a wheel of, personality he's either nice or a jerk and he spun the wheel that episode and he was a jerk oh no i'm calling him a fucking asshole yeah um yeah um that is also the episode where sam again they're trying to be topical so he's like sam goes we need to slut shame Artie," 
and he's points at Artie and goes, slut, slut, <laughs> which is like not a good joke, but also iconic in a weird way. I'm so happy you said yes to doing season five because I don't remember a lot. <laughs> so if you want the best version of season five, I highly recommend looking up like those compilations of like Glee out of context where someone has gone through and just taken the only funny parts of Glee season five and strung them together into like a 20 minute video. You get everything you need without any of the like nonsense. That actually watching the season. Yeah, you don't have to watch the season. You can just get the like 20 minutes of jokes they wrote into a full 20, 20 episodes. That's about a joke an episode. Oh my God. And and then this is also the season where Kurt randomly does a production of Peter Pan with the old folks. Yes. He sings memory in that episode. And Lucky Star with, uh, uh, crap, I, I forget her name. Um, her character's name is Maggie Banks. I don't remember what her actor name is. June Squibb. Yes, there it is. And Shirley MacLaine is in this season. I totally... Wait, she's only yeah. in three episodes? It feels yeah, like it's she's like, in more. No, it's like the last plot that happens. For three episodes, Finn... No, Blaine and Kurt are in, in, at odds because Shirley MacLaine doesn't believe in Kurt's talent. Only Blaine's. okay (laughs) sure why not what what else have we haven't we talked about i mean this is a i don't mean to like downplay this season because it it is forgettable it is is there anything else you want to like mention i don't think so like i mean obviously it goes weird once they once they move to new york it both gets better and worse and as much as it's better that they're not trying to follow the plot lines of five to six people we don't care about. And worse, and as much as you can tell that they were like scrambling to figure out what this should be. There's what a whole plot about Sam and Mercedes getting back together and it being they're causing a problem that they're an interracial couple. Like Mercedes kind of gets told like you being with Sam would hurt your image because they don't want to see you dating a white boy. Like that's a that's a plot for half a second, not to mention the plot where um, Mercedes decides she needs to wait till marriage and her and Sam have to have like deep conversations about that. That I'm not surprised about, though, because since day one, she's always been religious. Yeah. So, so that's in character. Um, unlike Quinn Fabray. Yeah. We didn't talk about the fact that Rachel Berry gets her exact dream of being amazing and funny girl. And then the next episode is disillusioned with being on Broadway and wants to go to LA. Um, oh, right. Like, immediately is like, you know, I mean, I know it's supposed to imply that time has passed, but it's like, give her, like, couldn't give us any room to breathe. She's gotten her dream. She's dropped out of college and now she wants to move to LA. <laughs> because again, it was opening night and the backup plan, which is the episode you're talking about. Yeah. Happened a week apart. Oh my, For oh us, my yeah. God. Oh my God. I just saw who directed the backup plan. Do you know who, who directed that episode? No. The creator of Riverdale, Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa. <gasps> oh my God. I mean, I'm I, not surprised. Like I knew he worked on the show. I forgot that, that was the episode that he, or one of the episodes. One of them. He, cause he also did the Billy Joel episode. Are you fucking kidding me? Wow. Oh, my God. Well, so, um, but so back to what I was saying, opening night and yeah. the backup plan happened a week in our time, you know, being released right. the, the episodes, but like, who knows because Glee doesn't right. really answer a lot of questions like, what are their ages? Or <laughs> how much time has passed? Glee tells us time has passed in this because we see a montage of Rachel Berry coming off stage again and again while she sings a slowed down version of Wake Me Up by Avicii. Right, but like... Uh-oh. How long what, has it been? Don't how know. long has it been? Yeah. Long enough that she's disillusioned with her dream. Uh, so a week? No. Yeah. I, at least five performances based on how many times you see her walking that uh, could be stage. that could be three days <laughs> yeah it really could three days later rachel berry's like i'm tired of this oh of course she would be but like i don't 
I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Yes. And then she goes to LA, breaks her contract. Yeah. She goes to LA, sings Bette Midler's The Rose um, at an audition that was not for a musical and then gets a pilot written about her because she's just that special. And, and there's also a lot of talk about her breaking contract from like one of the producers because yeah. You know, this is something that it's like you talk to the producer and you're like, listen, I landed um, I, I landed an audition. And it's an opportunity. Can I take off a couple of days just to travel out to L.A. and come back and do the show? And then we'll figure out, you know, if I get the if the if this TV show happens, we'll figure out filming and everything, because that's what people do. I know. But she saw well, did she did they say anything about her becoming uh equity or no they don't talk about that ever oh surprise everyone you have to be equity to work on broadway Ah, yeah you have to be in a union let's talk about unions everywhere yeah they don't talk a lot about contracts on the show which i really think is a missed opportunity right because if you if you want to teach kids about like following their dreams be an actor on broadway or like in a lot of theater you need to be union and that's a good conversation to have right away to be like okay so we know you're not union but like we're giving you your card and everything (laughs) i'm sorry to bore everyone about union talk it's an important thing though yes i'm here to tell you that what ryan murphy didn't um (laughs) but is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we get into sharp and flat any Um, other songs any other episodes any other viewpoints about season five i just think season five is a ghost of a season that, like I said, we'll never truly know what it could have been. And I think it's worse than, I like, obviously the future hasn't happened yet. So you haven't talked about season six, but like my official opinion is that season six is better than season five because they, they didn't care anymore when season six. So they were just like, whatever, do whatever you want. And, except, it, and that except the new new cast cared it seems like they did and i honestly love some of the new like the new 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 directions i honestly love some of the performances from that and they deserved better so like that almost elevates to like it's not quite camp because i don't think lee has managed to do camp since the early seasons but it is it is like season five they were still trying in a way that makes it worse than season six where they were like whatever yeah, because season Double five, because I mean, even in season four, yeah. it seemed like they were taking themselves too seriously, but also taking the piss out of themselves. And you're like, yeah. pick one, because season three, yes, they were um, they were a little serious, but then all of a sudden the light up disco floor shows up and you're like, oh, you're cool. like, hello. Oh, OK, OK, Glee, we got this. I get it. You're 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 poking fun of yourself. But like. We still liked it as a community, mm-hmm. as Gleeks. We still liked it. They, I think I said this in an earlier episode. And so, but to you, you don't know this. I feel like season four, they should have made two shows. Yes. Where, well, that was like the original plan. It was? Yeah. So there was talk around season three that all these casts are graduating and Glee New York was supposed to be a separate spinoff starring like, Rachel and Kurt and Ben minimally, but that got scrapped. So it literally got jammed together with season four. It was supposed to be its own thing, but it just didn't, uh, didn't go that way for them. Oh God. That's awful. I think I knew that, but I don't remember. There's a lot of things that I like to make up apparently in my brain. (laughs) So, so did Okay, uh, let's get into Sharp and Flat, shall yes. we? Yes. Sharp Flat. So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about it. I have a feeling there's some things we haven't talked about. Um, if we liked it, it's sharp. Or if we didn't like it and thought it could change, it's flat. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Um, I can go first. I've got a couple at least. All right, let's start um, with your sharps. So uh, what my first sharp is that in the premiere episode to both rekindle their relationship from Kurt's point of view and to propose from Blaine's point of view, both Kurt and Blaine thought it was necessary to hire a marching band. So I love that <laughs> couples that hire marching bands together stay together at least for a, a season. 
um, because Kurt gets the marching band, forgot to get you into my life. And then Blaine has a marching band as part of his giant proposal for all you need is love. Mm-hmm. So love a dual marching band moment. That's a 10 out of 10 for me there. Um, as well, I would give a sharp to, this is in the same vein, I guess. And I'm really showing my whole like plain ass here, but um, that uh, love me a duet of One Direction Story of My Life by Kurt and Blaine, because this show only did two One Direction songs in its entire six seasons run which I think is a mind blowing fact, considering that they were literally concurrent, like the height of one direction and the height of Glee were the same. So wild to me that there was not more overlap between the two of those, but okay. Um, So I have to stay true to myself and highlight any time that Glee does one direction. They had to do Don't Stop Believing five more times. Yeah, when they could have been doing any of the great songs off of their hit album four. I would also like to sharp, and we talked about it, but the shot of Sam holding Finn's drumsticks up in the air. Uh, All of the Cities of Angels tribute uh, is, I think, the top part. Like, that's the best part of this season. Like, there's a lot of other good episodes, but the height of this season is the Nationals' performance. Um, with the Finn tribute ending with those uh, drumsticks. Gonna make me cry. I know, it makes me cry. Like, considering this is a terrible terrible season, there's more than one moment that will make you cry. There's at least three that make me cry. So that's impressive for a mostly terrible thing. Oh, also, uh, I do like that they make Tina hit her head again and she has a hallucination that they're all in the show Friends, but it's called Chums. Um, and it's like just a quick joke but it's a little bit of everyone getting to be funny and in that same vein um, wait that everyone (laughs) yeah that happened and that was in like the hundred episode and in like the final episode they also make them do act out the terrible script for the rape for what Rachel Berry's sitcom would have be written by guest star Kristen Shaw by the way we didn't talk about yeah, and Adam Rash was uh no. Yeah, Jim Rash. No. Jim Rash, thank you. Jim Rash was the, the person that auditioned her. Like yes. Was, uh, so sharp to Kristen Shaw and her original draft of Rachel Berry's uh pilot, which had Kurt wearing a dinosaur onesie and being called Cert, like the breath mint. Um, there was a couple times when we leaned into a joke just enough, and I will give them that. Oh my god. So I sharped Jane Lynch, Adam Lambert, and Naya Rivera because yep. I don't need to give reasons. I don't remember a lot about the season. So that's really, that was like the main thing. But like the episodes that I sharped were the quarterback and City of Angels because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you must be an idiot for not loving those episodes. And then the performances that I'm sharping, um, I wrote down, I'm going to add more than what I wrote down. So I'm going to, I, yeah. Uh, uh, all you need is love that's a great performance yep if i die young um i remember liking nasty rhythm nation and i think it's because of the choreography uh don't rate on my parade because it's so petty and i love it uh gloria and then i want to also add in um uh for performance wise party all the time Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm and then what what was the other one that I was just like, oh, we have to throw that. Oh, uh, don't you forget about me. Oh, like that's a, yeah. Yeah. That is a, that was a, that was fun, especially when they're the, I haven't rewatched it, but I do remember there's a shot of like the three heads and the cameras like spinning around them while they're singing. It's cute. I loved it. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Now let's get into the hatred. What is your class? <laughs> My flats include, as we talked about, a blatant misunderstanding of what it means to be a Katy Perry. Um, Or a Lady Gaga. Or a Lady Gaga. Um, It would be that uh, all of doo-wop, that thing, is just basically an advertisement for that specific uh, Beats by Dre speaker that Santana carries the whole time while they're doing this. Like what i don't yeah, remember the, that the whole concept is like we need to get out of the studio record in the streets um 
which is not how it works <laughs> and is also the plot of the movie Begin Again starring one Ian Brodsky. Um, like, and so, but it's really, it's like, it's Santana's carrying this giant red beats by Dre Speaker the whole time because they got paid to do that. Um, and I'm like, this would be cool if it wasn't um, a blatant set of product placement. One that I think is honestly both a sharp and a flat is the fact that the dad from Twilight plays a non-zero role in in this season of Glee. Plays a what? Carlisle Cullen, not that's the character from Twilight, is the director of Funny Girl uh, in this season. So he's there kind of a lot. And you're like, what's the dad from Twilight doing here? And he's here. I should know his name, but I don't. And the guy that's playing opposite of Leah Michelle looks like he's her dad. Yeah, he's like 100 years old and she's 19. So don't love yeah, that. And they sing You're a Woman, I Am Man or whatever. And it's like, that's a flat for sure. That's a big old flat. Um, I flat the idea that Lee tried to handle gay bashing in a way that I don't think oh my God, worked yes. at all. Yes. Um, I didn't write that down, but I'm going to agree with you because you tried yeah flat the fact that they did memory from cats because uh, it didn't sound particularly good doing it and we don't need that in, in our world life. um and oh, let's see oh also i flat that i had to see footage of um will and emma running off to a staff bathroom because they were trying to conceive so badly that she interrupted him in the middle of teaching and they had to go bone in a bathroom at school I totally forgot about that too. And Becky Jackson catches them. Uh. In the act. <laughs> and he doesn't get fired for that either. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, oof. Oof, McGoof. And then Please. we have to hear Will sing a ballad called Danny's Song after that, which I also don't. Will doesn't have a lot of songs in this episode, in this season, because he's away for half of it. And the one he does, I think, is shitty. So, oh my god! Um, so I'm flatting once again the treatment of Tina. Yep. Yes. Because like she's been on the show since the beginning, it's like beginning. season two and three, and part of four. She was a glorified extra. Mm-hmm. And season five, fuck off. Um, I yeah. also I'm also flatting Artie. Especially in Tested, because he's an asshole. Yep. Um, the episodes, of, I'm also flatting Tested as an episode. And the Puppet Master, because it's so stupid. It's, it's like, so stupid. We, you couldn't, you could have cut that one out and done 19 episodes instead of 20. Who cares? Um, and then I'm going to flat as, a, as performances revolution because it's not available and i that the joke is so old at this point that it's like just give her a goddamn fucking song yes uh it's her it's like you said it's named after her yeah it's the tina episode and then i'm gonna also flat the chipmunk song because i have a theory that they didn't record that (laughs) they sound way too close like the original so it's like why bother especially with bisexual sexy santa yes that could literally be anyone singing and we would um, never know and again i'm phoning in my sharps and flats because i don't remember a lot from this season so which is a flat in itself i think the fact that this season's ultimately forgettable well like i what i do remember is like there's the shift they get the time jump in yeah midway through uh we're in new york ever and and Rachel gets everything that she wants. So, yeah. Uh, are there any songs from this season that you would add to your life's playlist? Now, when I ask this question, mm-hmm. I more so mean like you're listening to it, doing yeah. whatever. There, you're not watching the show. So, which is a big difference because there are some songs that I like. Like, I wouldn't add 100 episode "Don't Stop Believing" to my life playlist because I think it only works as a visual. A, a visual. And um, that kind of goes with, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. That one's on the border for me of whether or not I need to have it in the context of like all of that performance. Um, But I think actually that one does make it on because I also really like the moment where it's 
Artie, Sam, Blaine, and Tina singing, and the music drops out from behind them, and they're just like acapella singing this one part. So that one goes on. Um, Got to Get You Into My Life by Kurt and Blaine. And honestly, also Sam's performance of Something, which we didn't talk about because it's weird because he's singing it to the college student nurse, who we didn't talk about at all, that Sam falls in love with essentially a teacher. Um, well, she's what, like 20 and he's yeah. 18? Yeah. It's not really weird, but it's also kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so, I yeah. blacked that out. I forgot about her. Like yeah. the show did. Um, Artie in Kitty's version of You Got to Hide Your Love Away is my second favorite cover of that song. So I would throw that on there. I would probably put, here's the thing. I have a problem with most slow songs. Like this is a d- disease I have that slow songs, I get bored. Um, so as much as I love a lot of the quarterback songs, they're all too much of a downer for me to, to mm. like live that way. Right. Especially then you have your <laughs> brain, like, show, your brain shows you the visual and you're like, no, 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 no I no, can't no. do that. I'm driving. I can't cry right now. As, as much as, I mean, I, I did the same thing as much as I love the performance of if I die young, I don't think I can listen to mm-hmm. it without you know no you need a moment you need a full yeah. moment i would probably put moving out on there sam and blaine do a good job okay it's a fun billy joel song i don't have a problem with it and uh that's a reasonably good cover skipping all of christmas no christmas gets on there um i have gloria, one christmas song and you're gonna probably hate me for picking it i'm excited them gloria absolutely 100 percent as well as surprisingly Barracuda. I don't like most Rachel Berry songs, but it's a much different vibe from her and her with Adam Lambert. Like they make it work. Cause he uplifts her. <laughs> he does. He's, he's there to uplift. Um, I don't even know if this one was released. Uh, I'm a huge Sweeney Todd fan. So I will take any version of any Sweeney Todd song. So not while I'm around. A song I forget continuously that they've done. I forgot about it until yesterday when I was looking through the season five playlist. I, I was like, Sweeney Todd's on here? I also blocked um, it out until we yeah. just talked about it. Uh, <laughs> as mentioned in the Sharps, I gotta support my story of my life. Not even a song that is my a song that I love by One Direction, but I will take it in this case because I am a dirty, filthy uh, fangirl. And then finally, I think it's uh, Take Me Home Tonight. Okay. I like Take Me Home Tonight. That's the one where they're, and they're like doing a dog fundraiser when they do it. And so it's like, this is weird, but yeah, I'm here for it. So I, I'm skipping all of the first three episodes because yeah. A, I don't want to listen to them sing Beatles and B, I don't want to cry over the quarterback. Yes. Not to say I didn't like the songs, but I just I just don't want to be in that headspace while I'm listening to them. Um, I added Mary the Night. If I were a boy, yeah. which, oh my God, it's so beautiful. I know, we can't believe we didn't talk about that one at all. He, he, because I think Alex goes by all Alex pronouns. Will... Yes, I've looked this up recently. Yeah, so I believe... He he did such a beautiful job with that. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember why he sings it, but um, I'm okay. he sings don't, it. Shh, don't tell me. I want to. I want to not know. <laughs> it's when Glee decides to deal with trans people in bathrooms. That was Glee tackling oh, that issue. Oh, and then they did it again in season six. Um, yeah. Okay, so the Christmas song that I added was Mary's Boy Child because the song is insane and I just love it. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a Boney M song, the same guy who did the Rasputin song. So it's a wild time and it's that's a valid answer. Yes. I mean, the performance is dumb, but like Why? when you listen like, to it by, by itself, it's <laughs> amazing. Uh, I also want to throw in, uh, I believe in a thing called Love. Yep. Uh, cause that's amazing. Um, don't rain on my parade because of the pettiness of it. Gloria, Mr. Roboto counting stars, which I have listened on repeat when it first came out. 
So I probably will do that again after this. Uh, America, which so I don't, I'm not really like a Neil Diamond fan to begin with, but like their version of it. It's really good. It's yes. And it does, it makes really good use of Artie, which is something I can always appreciate. I don't really care about it. I just think as a whole, it's fine. It's amazing, I should say. Um, I uh, Party All the Time, which I really, really loved. Um, Be Okay. And I think that's it because the rest of it, I don't remember and I don't want yeah. to. Oh, well, you know what? I'll do doo-wop that thing because I always love a good Santana Mercedes. And we doo-wop. never get enough. So you got to support it where you can get it. I mean, River Deep Mountain High, come on. Yeah, that's the, go back and listen to that one again is the right answer. Is the correct answer. That's the one that they should, if there was, if there was a thing that I remember remembering, <laughs> I think I remember. on songs, yes. That was the one that they should have done because hello, the two of them. Yeah, uh, iconic, 100%. I mean, I, I I agree with you that like, I I get why the, t- the toxic is sexy because it's the unholy tri- tri- trinity. Fuck, I can't speak. <laughs> but uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, no, just, just no. original. Yeah. Just do, yeah. Um, and with that, Karina, we're done yes. with the episode. I hope I said your name right. You did. <laughs> Yay! Uh, so again, let's do some plugging. What do you want to plug or promote? Well, if you enjoy listening uh, to me talk about Glee, I do it weekly on my podcast, Glee Aggressive, with my co-host Ian Brodsky. We are going through and watching every episode, which, by the way, is harder to do now that they ripped it away from Netflix for me, so... If anyone has any suggestions about an easy way to watch Glee, let me know. Um, we go through and uh, I've seen this. I'm on the, watching it for this podcast has been my fourth or fifth watch through. And so my dear friend Ian is uh, a newbie. He's never once seen it in his life. So he is experiencing it for the first time and sharing that journey with me. Um, we, we too will eventually get to season five and I will have to relive all this again but instead of going through it (laughs) once i will have to live every episode in its in its glory so come now get caught up and then you can be there too for for the uh dumpster fire i mean and you can find that uh anywhere you get podcasts at glee aggressive and that's where we are on socials too i mean if you guys are looking for like i don't know guests to be on your podcast i am more than willing to keep talking about glee (sighs) Uh, I'm going to call this foreshadowing. <laughs> Plus, you guys are somewhere into season three by the time this episode comes out. Yeah, so maybe probably like, or about know. to start it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like bring me on for an episode of season three. I don't know. Or all of the season. I don't know. I could be like your, <laughs> your third co-host of the podcast. Oh, who knows? I don't know. Uh- <laughs> be smart to get in on season three when the show's still good. Oh, it's so good. And then I'll be and then I'll bounce like the like some of the cast members Ew. uh so if you want to talk more because we talked a lot about season five there's mm-hmm. still more to cover yeah. but i don't remember a lot of it if you want to spark my memory of season five you more than welcome to you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com i'm also on facebook instagram and twitter at buttersongpod um we still didn't well as of this recording, because we recorded both episodes at the same time, we didn't get answers. So give us some answers about some questions that we asked in both episodes. Yeah. Um, do you know what season five should have been? Yeah. Do you know why Diana Agron couldn't come back for the quarterback episode, but could come back for the 100th episode? Oh my God, I forgot about that, that she wasn't. Oh, yeah. That's that's weird. a big question. If you're Diana Agron and no. Oh, wait, I think I know why. I think I know because I because like I like I plugged Glee Boot when I was on mm-hmm. it. Uh, hair toss. Uh, it's around the same time that she was in that movie, The Family. Oh, so so I don't know, but but uh, she may have been promoting it and couldn't film um, the quarterback or wasn't asked. I don't. You know what? Yeah. I actually don't know. I'm conjecturing. So if yes. you know, fellow Gleeks what's going on let us know and yeah. and you guessed it 
next episode is gonna be glee season six part one because what i'm still doing it as two parts because there's still a lot to talk about there's a lot there's a lot to unpack in six even though it's only 13 episodes yeah surprise karina thank you again thank Um, you this is a fun time for me you are more than welcome to come back and bring your co-host or if Ian is listening to this and we spoiled all of season five for him, you're more than welcome to come on, Ian. Yeah, Ian's not allowed to listen to this because he would you be spoilers, but um, <laughs> that is why that is why you just get me because if he, he's not allowed to uh, not allowed he, to learn about the future. He, he, I don't, I think his little brain would have exploded if we talked all about season five, and he's like, "What, New York?" <laughs> Um, if I told him about this season, he would, he would stop doing the podcast with me because he'd be like, no, I'm not, I'm not sticking around to see it get this bad. Too bad. You signed up for it. And yeah, I got it. It was his idea. So he knows what he was doing. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, you heard it here. Fans of Glee aggressive. Yes. (laughs) Ah. Uh, well, thank you again. And to everyone who's listening to this in your ear holes bye for now special thanks to justin johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to nick bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast and thank you to Castbox for hosting this podcast bye again everyone and have a musical day Life is but a but a but a life but a bump. Life is but a but a but a life is but a life is but a soul.